0: Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Ty, and I am excited to have with me again today, Derek Ty.
0: Two weeks in a row, guys. What, what can you say? You got a treat.
1: <laughs> this is super exciting. I can't believe it. Two weeks in a row. Yay! So today's episode, we are going to talk about um, some listener questions. I have uh, three actual. Well, there's more than three questions, but three submissions that came in from some listeners, and these are um, from, you know, just over the last month or so. And I, they are representatives of other questions that I get that are very similar to these, um, kind of, it's a recurring theme. I typically will get like a a handful of like the same kind of common questions asked kind of over and over. And then every now and then there's a new one that I have not been asked, but I think would actually maybe, um, uh, go that other people might find interesting or that might be out there and people just don't know to ask it or haven't asked it or whatever so then i'll throw that in there too so i have um three different submissions a few different questions and so we're gonna just go over these today and they're all um very keto related and i think everybody will find them very helpful
0: that sounds good let's do it
1: all right so um first before we get started just real quick anything new with you
0: Wow, uh, yeah, it's a lot of exciting things going on, uh, uh, but you know, not exactly uh, keto related. But uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying uh, the early spring market here in Cincinnati. We've got uh, in a real estate business. Uh, normally, you wait till like April and you know people start calling you and all that stuff. But uh, right now, it seems like because there's no homes for sale anywhere in the United States. Uh it's kind of a crazy thing where people want to go out and start looking at houses in uh, cold February. So
1: yeah, well that's good. That's good for our um for our bread and butter. It's good for paying bills. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We, we need business. Yeah, that's <laughs> to good. pay bills.
0: Yeah, so this is uh this is fun and we love doing this too. But that's nice to have that great uh real estate business that we love so much too. So that's been fun and our log cabin's almost finished, so that's yeah. been fun. We've been spending pretty much Every weekend there working all weekend and we actually got to spend the night there, which was Yay. really fun first time. This yeah, weekend. we
1: spent the night for the first time this past Friday because this weekend I turned the big four zero.
0: So that was your big 40 news, yes. dun, dun,
1: dun. no so. just kidding. Um, I actually think it's pretty exciting and I feel fantastic and I'm excited to be 40. but um, yeah, so we stayed there on Friday night because that was my birthday wish was to be able to stay. The first night in the cabin and wake up on my birthday morning at the cabin. So we got to do that. It was awesome. The kitchen is done. It's beautiful. Cabinets are done um by Moa yours truly. Uh, finished those. We had um, a craftsman come in and do the backsplash, which is gorgeous. It's an antique brick. It's yeah. beautiful. And um, then we had the countertops went in last week and they are gorgeous.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be fun to cook so, some yeah. yummy, nutritious meals. Yes. Uh, so
1: it's beautiful. It's fun. And we just got a few more little odds and ends to, to uh, button up and we should have pictures uh, soon and we'll have that live and... Um, you guys can check it out. So uh, that's what we got going on there. So that's a, that's really about it. I've got my daughter's birthday, uh, Gabby, coming up on Monday. This not this not this past Monday, but the one coming up here when this releases, it'll be um, the next Monday. The February 19th. So she's super excited about her birthday. And you're going to be out of town on her birthday. She's really bummed about that. But she keeps talking about now I've convinced her that it's a good thing because she gets to celebrate with me and the rest of the family. On her actual birthday, because the kids are off school because it's President's Day. And then from, uh, and then we'll get to celebrate again when you come into town. Yeah, it's going to be
0: fun. Yeah, Gabby will hold me to that.
1: (laughs) Oh, she will. Yes. (laughs) So she's excited about that. So, yeah. And
0: and I guess, uh, you know, I quit the gym, which was, uh, you know, seven years there. And I feel like I've been working out more just by lifting all the heavy things over at the uh Mm -hmm. farm property just Mm -hmm. getting it all those tree clearing and the honeysuckle we cleared out and branches and it's uh all the furniture we've moved around i haven't stopped moving or working i know it's crazy i know
1: it's been a lot it has been a lot i also wanted to say thank you to everybody who through social media and everything sent me birthday wishes i really appreciate that um It was awesome. And for those of you that wanted to see pictures of the murder mystery dinner that we're doing for my birthday, I do appreciate you remembering that and asking. That's cool. But we are actually doing that on March 3rd, so that's going to be a little while. We had to book it that way because um, Derek's trip out of town and we wanted to make sure that the cabin was finished and um, that's what worked out with the murder mystery dinner company that's coming out and the caterer the caterer that that we're using i think i told you guys a little bit about that um about ethan and so um, anyway, so that's, so that'll happen on the 3rd of March. So it's really cool because I get to drag my birthday out for like a whole nother month.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's, let's We're going to have to put this one to rest for a couple of weeks and then revisit.
1: So it'll be fun. So anyway, I'll definitely update you guys on how that goes because I'm super excited. Okay, so let's get on to with the podcast. Derek, I'm really proud of us. Six minutes in that's our best time that's ever. our best time ever so thank you guys for listening for six minutes to us jibber jabber back and forth so now it's time to get on with it
0: you're all caught up with the time yes now. you're
1: caught up that's that's all you need to know okay so um these first two that i'm going to read you um i have already uh replied to these ladies and they are you know they've already gotten their replies Um, But I'm just gonna kind of read you what they asked and then um, just kind of go over what I told them and see if that answers anybody else's questions. The first one is actually um, has to do with fibromyalgia. So I don't know if anyone is dealing with a chronic condition like fibromyalgia, Um, but even if you're not dealing with fibromyalgia specifically, um, basically the advice that I gave her is pretty much uh, what I would give um, anybody, even if they're not dealing with um, specifically fibromyalgia. So, um, okay, so she says, her name is Trisha, and Trisha says, fibromyalgia in the keto lifestyle is the subject. It says, hi, Jessica. I have had fibromyalgia for many years, and I'm tired of all the drugs that the doctors keep wanting to give me, so I took matters into my own hands and decided to start doing things more naturally. I switched to a pescatarian diet three years ago, which if no one is aware, pescatarian is vegetarian with fish. Um, They will eat fish as the only uh, animal um, meat Uh, After watching a documentary, Forks to Knives. So she switched to that diet after watching Forks to Knives. And I don't know how many of you have watched Forks to Knives. but um, Isn't it Forks to Knives? Yeah, yeah, you're right. She puts Forks to Knives. It is Forks to Knives. Um, And then she says, which seemed to help somewhat. I do acupuncture, work out five to six days a week, and just recently started using essential oils. I live in Cleveland, so when the weather gets cold, no matter what I do, I'm in a lot of pain. I came across your podcast yesterday, and it intrigued me. So I began researching diets, but after listening to a few of your podcasts, I've heard you say that there's a lot of information out there that's not accurate. So my question to you is, in your professional experience, have you seen that the keto diet helps people with fibromyalgia with their pain? I know it's not going to be easy for my body to get back to being meat. I even get ill if I eat something made from chicken broth. So before I begin that journey, I was hoping that you could give me some advice. Thank you in advance for your help, Trisha. So um, that was a great question. I appreciate that. And I really appreciated all the information that the background information that Trisha gave me, which gave me a lot to work with. So um, Trisha is not a client of mine and I do not want to give her medical advice, but my general advice to her or kind of what I let her know is that I actually have never worked one-on-one with a client that has fibromyalgia however i do know that the ketogenic lifestyle ketogenic way of eating definitely can help with many chronic conditions and including fibromyalgia so Um, I definitely urged her to um, kind of look into that more. I also let her know that, and anybody that is listening to this that maybe has been vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian as she has, um, like she said that she mentioned she watched the Forks Over Knives documentary, which my family and I did several years, probably when it came out, I guess, years ago. And um, that that actually did influence our eating a lot then. Do you remember watching that, Derek?
0: I do, and I remember the kids uh, kind of making some changes at that time.
1: Yeah, so we did. We were going from very much your standard American diet uh, to you know watching forks over knives is a huge switch. I mean, that's a, a that's a massive uh, switch on your diet.
0: The big thing there was just whole foods, basically, right, and less less processed. Food. Well, and...
1: it, they're very much whole foods and no animal products. Okay, like it. no dairy, no. I mean, I'm, British. I mean I know it's been years since we watched that but I'm pretty certain that they're very um, it, it's why it's forks over knives you use forks to eat your vegetables don't use knives to cut meat
0: I, I cut my vegetables over knives <laughs>
1: Well, you're doing it wrong. I
0: guess. I like those big stems of broccoli. I mean, yes. To I do? know,
1: right? You can't saw that with this edge of your fork. Yeah, that's weird. Put it in your mouth and eat it.
0: Yeah, you, could, you know, like a good hard piece of broccoli, you'd break a fork. Always.
1: That's funny. So, actually, you have broken forks using those plastic, plastic forks. forks. Yes. Like every time you do well, that. That's
0: why I don't ever give me a plastic fork. I know. Fork. I
1: can't. I have to. I
0: was like, she can give everyone else a plastic fork. I know. Fork, and, and then I have to give
1: in. you like a special fork because.
0: Well. <laughs> Because you, know, I you cannot my, be
1: trusted. <laughs> I've
0: earned my right to use a metal fork.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. You make it sound like we eat off plastic all the time. Well, just anytime yeah. there's a barbecue a and there's... maker or something. Yeah. Then you... I'm going to have to just come in and get you like real silverware. Everybody else can use plastic. That's fine. <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, so I did let her know that it's definitely not unusual to see huge improvements in your health when you switch from like a standard American diet To forks over knives type diet or a vegetarian or a pescatarian type diet. Um, The reason is, is, you know, when we're eating pre packaged commercial food like substances, I should say, um, not even really foods, but all these processed commercial foods full of sugar, seed oils, you know, the vegetable oils, all that kind of stuff, fillers, artificial flavors, colors, and conventional meats when we're eating like those conventional meat products, all the hormones and um full of antibiotics to keep from the you know, because of those sick animals that Preservatives. are, yeah, and they're eating these these uh, foods that are not they shouldn't be eating. and uh, so they have to pump them full of antibiotics just to keep the things alive long enough to be able to process them for you know, consumption. It's really sad. So anyway, when you move from that type of a diet into, a more whole foods diet which certainly vegan vegetarian pescatarian that's definitely going to move you in typically in that direction now there are certainly plenty of packaged foods that you can get that would be you know considered vegetarian or vegan but generally that moves people away from that especially since she mentioned watching forks over knives they're all it is definitely really pushes whole foods which is great so um, but she mentioned that she found, you know, some relief when she did that. Definitely, I would, I told her, you know, that makes total sense to me that moving to that kind of healthier way of eating helps the people because a, a person, I'm sorry, because it also moves you away from grains quite often from a lot of grains, which is very, it's extremely irritating to the muscles and connective tissues. And that is where you experience pain and fibromyalgia. So to move away from those, um, you know, those inflammatory, pro-inflammatory uh, foods like grains is not surprising to me that, that she would experience less pain. So I definitely believe that eating an anti-inflammatory diet is super important. But to me, that would mean that you need to eat lots of healthy fats, vegetables, and protein, which would be organic-raised, free-range, pastured protein. So that would be pastured free-range chickens that are eating their normal diet of you know, chickens, I, I don't know how many times I've seen this come up in social media and different things where people are like, oh, well, you want vegetarian-fed chickens that are cage-free. I'm like, uh, but chickens aren't vegetarian. <laughs> so actually, no, cage-free could just simply mean that they are not kept in a cage, but rather in a large indoor barn with zero exposure to the sunlight, being fed grains and other things that they're not supposed to be fed and it could be completely vegetarian vegetarian does not mean healthy for someone that's supposed to be an omnivore which is what a chicken is Mm -hmm. just like we are we are made to eat um meat and vegetables same with a chicken chickens go outside and they find worms yeah they find worms grubs crickets i mean they'll eat whatever they can get their hands on um they'll eat scraps that are thrown out they'll clean up after any of the other farm animals that are around you know any of their feed they eat seeds they eat grasses they eat weeds so uh, yeah they get a very a good varied diet so you want to go for that so I also let her know that it's imperative that she gets good essential vitamins and minerals including ones that will help her to boost her immune system to steady her central nervous system which is that is what is believed to be one of the causes it can be neurotransmitter related as far as fibromyalgia is considered. So um it's also believed that fibromyalgia's root cause can be from poor digestion, including a condition called leaky gut, which, if you guys listen to the podcast, I have definitely addressed that. And many. Uh, podcasts and basically leaky gut or gut permeability is where you the tight junctions in your gut have uh, opened up a little too much and you actually get food particles and uh, pathogens and all types of things uh, make it into your bloodstream. And it's not enough to kill you, but it is enough to set up an immune response. And so um, any kind of, pretty much any of these uh, chronic autoimmune diseases like fibromyalgia most of them you know I I've even read the statistic that all of these cannot be it can't necessarily be said that they're caused by leaky gut but if you have any of these chronic conditions any of these autoimmune diseases any of these autoimmune conditions that they are always seen with leaky gut so whether or not you know the correlation can prove causation is maybe yet to be seen, but that they do go hand in hand, they are seen together. So it's um, super important that you get a handle on, on gut and um, any kind of gut dysbiosis and whatnot. So I let her know that I think her decision to look into keto uh, is a great way to successfully treat and lessen the symptoms that she's dealing with. But that I I let her know that she definitely needs to make sure that digestion is good and she's working to correct the balance of vitamins and minerals because this is going to be imperative for her being able to see results, uh, lasting results, and potentially reverse the fibromyalgia. So I also uh, definitely agreed with her that getting back to eating meat may certainly be very difficult for her in the beginning, and it's definitely not something I would rush back into. So if you're listening to this and you're someone who's thinking about going back to eating a more varied diet um, in which that would include maybe going back to eating some animal proteins, you definitely need to do that slow. Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience, having been a vegetarian and a vegan for years myself, that doing that can be difficult on your gut. I remember the first time I went and had a hamburger, I was like, I am deathly sick after eating that. I mean, I felt awful. And now I know why, but then I didn't know why. I just thought, oh, it's because, see, I just shouldn't be eating meat. This is so bad for me. And it's so greasy. I remember saying, oh, meat's just so greasy. That's why it didn't sit well with me. And I don't even remember what hamburger I had, probably some fast food burger in my younger years. So I'm sure that that didn't help either. It was the wrong way to go. But the point is, is that, um, basically when you go, from when you go to eating vegetarian or vegan, and you're only eating plant foods and plant products, you are probably going to have very little or absolutely no hydrochloric acid production. Um, hydrochloric acid is used to digest protein. So when you are not taking in protein like that, you you know it's one of those situations where you don't use it, you lose it, and that's definitely an HCL. Um, deal. Uh, you don't use it, you lose it. So uh, it's you definitely have to work slowly back to it. I would probably recommend some supplementation of HCL in addition to some digestive enzymes because H, it's, it's this whole downstream process. So you have to have HCL in order to have proper digestive enzymes, that are produced in your in your gut in your small intestine then from there you have to have uh, you have to have the hydrochloric acid and then that triggers the digestive enzyme production and then the digestive enzyme production triggers your bio flow production and that's what you need to continue to break down um, your fats and proteins in your body and be able to assimilate those so it's kind of this whole downstream um, effect so it can be very hard on your gut to go through that if you don't take the time to work those back so basically and then you know the bottom line is if you're not digesting your food properly you're just not getting all those vitamins and minerals and then your whole system becomes depleted and it's just all over bad and of course you need those vitamins and minerals for your joints to feel good, the connective tissues to be uh, in the proper uh, state that they need to be in, your bones, which we're gonna talk about a little bit here with someone that wrote in about osteoporosis and calcium consumption. So, you know, it's all, all of this stuff matters. So I did recommend to her that she start with bone broth, um, like a homemade chicken bone broth, which she did talk about, um, I believe in her question that she, um, yeah, she said she even got, she even gets ill if she eats something made from bone broth. So I did recommend to her that in, a, in, a, in addition to the digestive enzymes and poten- potentially HCL and bile salts as well, that I recommend that she do a properly prepared homemade bone broth. And that's very gut healing, so she could be using that anyway. And that that is a very good way to kind of ease herself back into animal proteins. She also um, mentioned doing acupuncture. And I let her know I think that is really a great idea um, that I would suggest that she continue with that. I also suggest that she looks into essential oils because there are many essential oils that are very good at relieving muscle and joint pain as well as being very stress-relieving. So I think that will be super helpful for her in regaining her gut health is, um, having some, getting into more of a parasympathetic mode, um, because I'm sure if she's in all this kind of pain with the fibromyalgia, and she's got this gut dysbiosis, she's probably living a lot of her life in more of a parasympathetic mode than a sympathetic, which is, or I'm sorry, in more of a sympathetic mode than a parasympathetic, and she really needs to get into that parasympathetic mode to be able to get that digestion straightened out properly. All right, so um, that was pretty much it. She did respond back and said, thank you so much for getting back to me with all this great information. I love listening to your podcast and I've been binge listening to get caught up and learn as much as I can about keto. My husband and I have been eating keto since I first emailed you, and we've both lost weight, which is always nice, and I feel a little better. I don't think I'm getting much fats as I should, and I'm sure that that's playing a role in me not feeling much different, but I haven't been brave enough to eat meat for fear of getting ill, so I loved your suggestion of starting with chicken bone broth. It's funny you mention essential oils because I just started using them a few months ago, and I'm obsessed. I loved them. My 15-year-old daughter was just coughing in her bedroom tonight, so I made her a cough roller bottle for her feet. And filled her display. Her diffuser. She thinks I'm crazy. LOL. My husband and I are also in the process of ordering a clear light and Fred Sauna. We have been discussing getting one for some time now to help with my pain, but after hearing your podcast raving about it, I've decided to pull the trigger and make the investment. Again, love, love, love your podcast. I've I listened to many different podcasts when deciding on making the change to keto, and yours just appealed to me the most. You came across as such a real person, not like you were preaching. It's one of my girlfriends talking to me. I know this sounds cheesy, but it's the best way i can describe it and i think it's great your husband joins in keep up the great job trisha i love that and derek you got a shout out know,
0: first one I, <laughs> I
1: don't think that's the first one uh,
0: maybe the first one i remember here i
1: am gonna start playing a violin for you
0: <laughs> you know what i'm gonna be on tour in anaheim california next week oh, so yeah? if people want to meet me i'll be out there
1: mm-hmm. that's right he will be he's going out for a big uh big real estate conference so, okay, so that's so I hope that helps somebody. All right, so I've got another one. Now this this one is from Kelly and this is pretty uh, this is stuff I get asked all the time. So, I thought this would be a really good one to share. She says macros and keto swaps. Hi there. First, I want to say I absolutely love your podcast. You and your husband <gasps>
0: There you go, Derek, right, four
1: are both so knowledgeable, and you explain the science of keto in a way everyone can understand. Well, that's because that's the only way I can understand well, it. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I think the real thing is Jesse has to explain it to me like 10 times, and then she's like, well, I think I got it. I might as well record it so you can just listen to it in the car. So that's right. the birth of the podcast. Yeah,
1: Right. So um, you have been so helpful to me on my keto journey and I have a couple of questions. Number one, I started keto in November of 2017 and stuck to it pretty well. I would drink a couple of glasses of wine on the weekends and I had a few slip-ups over the holidays. I started keto again January 8th and I'm 100% keto. I'm not eating any keto swaps or alcohol for at least eight weeks to get my body fully keto adapted. After that, I'll slowly eat keto swaps and maybe sometimes allow myself to have the real thing. Who doesn't love dark chocolate sea salt caramels mm. who doesn't <laughs> yeah um, I don't think anybody no. doesn't actually um, they are my fave and one of mine too actually Kelly and I have to stay away from them because I do have to say that they can get me going on quite a uh, I know. downhill roller coaster um, in your opinion does what I just described sound okay if I wait eight weeks or so then my body should handle a few carbs like sea salt caramels every now and then right Number two, I know we're supposed to try to be intuitive eaters, but I still struggle to go a day without tracking. I plan to delete my fitness pal after eight weeks of doing this, and I'll have a really good idea of what my body needs, I think. As of now, my macros are 20 total carbs, 107 fat, and 60 ish protein. Is that too much fat? I usually eat about 1,200 to 1,300 calories. I weigh 121 pounds and I'm 5'2". I work out six days a week, hit workouts and a little cardio. I am mainly doing keto to reap all the benef- awesome benefits. What are your opinions on I- on my macros? Thanks. And again, you both seriously rock. Happy Wednesday, Kelly. You both, Derek.
0: I, I, I think it's all the content I had.
1: <laughs> you, you do. It's fun. I like having you on here. It's so much. I mean, honestly, if I was listening to this podcast, I would be so much happier listening when you're on here than just listening to me just talk.
0: Because oh, I, bring it, really I, I bring the real life.
1: Yeah, well, you just, it's its fun. It's something different. Nobody just wants to hear one person just ramble for Cause an hour. Because I make
0: funny faces at you while you're you're talking.
1: <laughs> you are distracting to me.
0: I'm sorry. Are you, you're <laughs> well, actually, I'm not sorry. But.
1: <laughs> there are times I'm like, you have to stop doing that because I cannot concentrate. So when you guys hear me fumbling around, I'm like, um, 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 and I sound like I don't know what I'm doing, it's because I'm totally distracted and I feel, I forget where I'm at in this whole thing. He does that to me.
0: Well, if, if you were me, you would make goofy faces too because it's just. You know, entertaining. Yeah, okay. To see if I can slip you up.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad that it's fun for you, but um, let's not make goofy goofy faces and try to slip me up. Okay, so let's get on to my answer to Kelly. Okay, so I'm gonna try not to read this to you guys verbatim, but uh basically I already responded. So I did tell her thank you for listening to the podcast. And um here are some answers to your questions. Number one, everyone is different. So there's no right or wrong answer to this question which was she it was a it was a long question, lots of questions within one question, but basically it's where she asked, I'm not eating keto swaps, I'm going to be 100% keto and maybe after 8 weeks of adaptation then she might allow some things in. So the interesting thing what I love about this question and why I wanted to read this on the podcast to you guys is this definitely comes into play for my philosophy of there is, we're all bio-individual. There is no one keto diet for everybody and everybody has to do this differently. Um, what's good for me may not be good for you and what's good for you may not be good for me and what's good for Derek is probably not good for anybody. <laughs> thank
0: you,
1: thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. It's because you're abnormal and you're like, you can get away with so much stuff. We're not even going to talk about it. So anyway... Um, as a matter of fact just before we sat down to this podcast he's like where are those chocolate things?
0: Yeah, well they are keto. <laughs> they
1: are keto. They're actually a little shout out to Maria Emrick. They are um we love you Maria. They are her keto Debbie uh chocolate cupcake snacks. They and even look
0: like it with a little swirl. They do
1: and they they are really really good. I mean I seriously. I don't
0: know how many I can eat that it, then it starts <laughs> not becoming like keto but <laughs> I had like 3 of them. I, I know think.
1: I have that Well I made little ones. I know. Well so, they're like the
0: size yeah. of like uh They're little
1: mini cupcakes. Yeah, so they like little well, mini muffins. They're probably like
0: three Hershey Kiss sized. Yeah. Like, like... Well,
1: so it's like four of those would be equivalent to like one normal size probably a little Debbie yeah. Cupcake. So, so I
0: don't feel so bad now.
1: No. So you could probably eat four of them and be fine. And I made them that way on purpose because A, I can't I typically don't eat that many sweets anymore. So like one is good for me. And B, if I'm feeling like, man, I want more than just one, then I can have two or three guilt-free and not feel bad about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But man, if you guys have not checked out Maria Emmerich's cookbooks, Highly recommend that you check them out. If you, if that particular one is in the comfort foods, by the way.
0: And if you haven't uh, listened to that podcast, Jesse did a podcast.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I did a podcast with her. I mean, I, mean, I knew that, but I mean, well, just uh, if to someone just it. started yeah. listening, yeah, yeah, you, you know. can go back. It's back uh, probably five or so episodes. I interviewed her and Craig, her husband Craig, um, for their new book Keto. Which again, if you guys um, have not had that book or read that book, that is awesome information and really helps everybody understand. But so getting back to Kelly's question, you know, and, and actually, I will be on speaking on the low-carb cruise, and recently, just this past week, Jimmy Moore gave me the topic that I will be speaking on. You know, we kind of give him a few topics that we would be interested in talking about and kind of our uh, niche, so to speak, and I will be speaking on this topic. I will be speaking on doing keto your way, and what is your keto? What are you smiling for?
0: Because I was thinking of the other two alternative topics you could have given him. how to manage my goofy husband on a podcast (laughs) or how to make my husband keto when he was like, "What the heck's that?" Uh huh. Yeah, okay. How to explain keto to my yeah, husband? Yeah. So. Okay. Keto for dummies.
1: <laughs> yeah, keto, keto for Derek dummies. But I, I didn't do that. So see now, I'm just going to talk maybe about. Maybe you
0: did, and he picked that one because <laughs> no. he doesn't know.
1: Do <laughs> That's not true. I would not do that. So anyway, um, what I let her know was, for me, for instance, you know, I've talked about that before on here. I was pretty darn strict with keto for the first several months because you know I just I just stuck to pretty much one hundred percent keto. I didn't do a lot of the stuff. I did um venture into the uh, I did the the peanut butter cup things, which I don't even eat those anymore, and I know I need to make you some more. I was just thinking about that the other day. Can
0: you tell this theme of this conversation? Uh-huh, I
1: know. So anyway. so i I was eating the like keto making keto peanut butter cups, like keto fat bombs. Um, Please make those. I know. Um. I will. I I really did think about you today, and I even bought peanut butter so I could do them. But I... um so I was having a few of those off and on when I did start allowing myself to have sweets. But then they're so sweet that I just kind of was like, oh, that's enough. I don't don't really need them. But so what I told her is, you know, for me, what worked was being super, super strict for much longer than eight than eight weeks. And um, but but for me, someone who had in my past been a binger on, you know, sugar and carbohydrates and all that crazy stuff. Uh, ice cream I knew that I really needed to to really stick it out and kind of get the that kind of mentality out of my system and it worked and then I was able to go to even indulging a little bit of halo top here and there which I have not had halo top in like four months or so and I don't even care like I don't want it anymore but when I did allow myself to do that it was like okay now I need to eat all of the stuff that is like keto swap food so I went and got Halo Top like every flavor they made and I made all the different yummy fat bombs and all the keto swap desserts and did all that even though I wasn't even craving the sweets as much it was just that I was like, I have to be able to eat this stuff, right? Like I just have to, I can eat it now. So I did that and then I got over it and I was like, okay, I don't really even care about this and having this. So now I'll make keto, some kind of keto swap dessert or something like maybe once or twice a month. And it's generally so that as a family, we have something like that to enjoy. But, um, but really, so for me, that's what works. And then, you know, I just indulge in, something if i want it like this weekend you took me out for my birthday to one of my favorite restaurants carlo and johnny here in town and uh they have my very favorite dessert in the world which is their carrot cake they make on site there and we ordered a piece of carrot cake mm-hmm. and i had a cup of coffee and some carrot cake and a cup of coffee and i felt awesome no problems no big deal but um but that's how i do it now is that right for everybody no And so that's what I told Kelly. You know, there's. it doesn't mean that what I do is going to work for everyone. And really what I suggest that she does is she just needs to, if she indulges in something, whether it's a keto swap or whether she has one of those dark chocolate sea salt caramels, because let's face it, the sea salt caramels are not keto and it's just filled, it's dark chocolate filled with sugar. So basically... If you you know if she wants to indulge in that and that's what she wants to do, then that's fine if she can handle that. That's I don't have a problem with that. It's whatever she needs to do. So she's got to figure that out for herself
0: after she's fat adapted. Yes. Though.
1: So after you're fat adapted, and then it's just it's a it basically just comes down to what you can handle and what works for you. And, and knowing what your, your numbers are. Like, I, I feel like if, you know, when you're going through this process of kind of figuring it out, whether that's that you have, you know, my carbs, I, I kind of always joke, but I'm not really joking. I'm serious that my carbs are wine. I mean, I'm sitting here recording a keto podcast and I've got my glass of wine sitting right here. Now, have I taken a sip of it since I started? No, but it was my wine with dinner. I've got it here and I do intend on drinking this. So, but that's my deal and that, that's fine. And I know that I can drink wine and I stay in ketosis. Somebody else that may not be the case. Right. They they may drink the wine and, and knock some out of ketosis the next morning, the, the, the whole day or the whole next day. Maybe the same with a dessert. Like, I know that carrot cake knocked me out of ketosis, but I also know that I was back in it later on the next day. Now, I didn't test because I have you done that in the past. Then. I know my body now, but I've indulged in that carrot cake just a couple of times in the past So and tested afterwards. So I am very aware of what I can do now. This is part of the intuitive eating. Like, I know what my body does. But so it's important that you figure out what your keto is. And I think the most important thing is in the beginning, I do think it's important to test. I think you should be testing with a blood or a breath meter. I do the blood. Um, But I think it's important that you do figure that stuff out. So for Kelly, for instance, maybe she has a couple of sea salt, dark chocolate sea salt caramels and then realizes it takes her two or three days to get back into ketosis. Maybe she has those two sea salt caramels and she's back in ketosis the next day. So she just needs to figure that out. What is worth the indulgence to her and how long is she willing to be out of ketosis for that?
0: I'm just curious. I mean, one of those is probably what, six or ten carbs probably you know not that much i
1: really don't know but i mean if you were trying to stay
0: under like 20 or 30 a day it's possible if you didn't have a big carb day that one of those is a little treat i mean i mean but you're the expert i mean wouldn't that well seem reasonable yeah and and
1: and i totally agree with that so depending on how you're eating and you know what other things that you're eating or whatever um yeah i definitely think that if you're uh if that's what you want to indulge like for me it's the wine you know i want to indulge in the wine so most of the time, I don't have any other carbs except for incidental okay. carbs through vegetables.
0: Right. And I was thinking even like I used to make those uh, smoothies a lot. I don't, I've don't. i kind of backed off the bananas, but I usually put a quarter of a banana in one or something. Okay.
1: So I just looked this up just to give you guys an idea. So I don't know if you guys have the Sanders brand around you. I have had the Sanders before, and they are really yummy. Um, but they're dark chocolate sea salt caramels just to give you an idea. These are little bite-sized pieces, okay? Okay. Two pieces of those as a serving size. It's seven grams of fat, twenty one carbohydrates. So that is pretty high. It's pretty high. So I mean that's you've just done because all your carbs for the day right there. If it's just like pure a, sugar. I know, though.
0: but I wonder if they had more of like a dark chocolate version. Or well, is that is the dark chocolate these, version. Yeah, that's because
1: high. their dark chocolate version, I'm sure. I don't know what their um I don't know what their ingredients are. I'm sure it's a higher sugar. Because it's not all, a pure dark chocolate. A lot of the
0: dark chocolates we eat are like barely anything at all.
1: Right, right. And you can get those. And that
0: keto bark that yeah Parker but likes, too.
1: Exactly. No, see, that's a good to me, that's a good swap if you love and another one is the Lily's chocolates that I love. They have a um, I forget what they call it now, but it's like a it's not caramel because caramel. What you have to remember is it's just a sugar sauce. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. Mm. So that caramel in there is what's giving it all the carbohydrates, not necessarily the chocolate. I get it. But the um, the Lily's brand has like a burnt sugar, I think they call it, and it's pretty low carb, and it gives you a little bit of that hint of like a caramel. Flavor, but I keep those Lily bars on hand. As a matter of fact, I've got two purses sitting here in the family, or I mean in the office while we're recording this. They're the two purses that I like switch out, and depending on whether I'm running kids or I'm running around shopping, ones you know crossbody bag. Um, in both of those are actually in Ziploc bags are Lily's bars that I've probably been eating on I don't even know how long they stay months. good months because I just sometimes will be if we go to a movie or I'm uh, you know I don't know just out running around whatever and I'm like you know what I just really would love to have a little piece of chocolate I'll break off a tiny little piece of that and then I'm done so that's a good version of a chocolate Um the keto bark like you mentioned that's a super good one but yeah, um, so yeah, it's hard to know. I just looked up uh, Whole Foods dark chocolate sea salt caramels, and those are also 21 grams of carbs for two pieces. So it looks like you're about 20, 20, 21 grams. And that grams. could throw the
0: average person out of ketosis, so just Oh, right
1: for there. sure. I mean, that's yeah. 15 grams of sugar just right there. Yeah. That... Won't necessarily throw you out of ketosis, but combined with everything, but combined right with everything else that you're eating, because there are going to be carbohydrates and pretty much everything.
0: The secret sauces too, right? I mean, if you just go somewhere and you're just getting broccoli, yeah, some kind of sauce on it, that sauce could throw you. Well, and
1: there's so much talk about net carbs versus total carbs, and same deal. You cannot. Everybody is different. So in the beginning, I counted total carbs. I was a Total carb all the way. I watched everything I did, including vegetables. Once I got into ketosis and I got fat adapted, I started letting off of that a lot. Now I'm a net carb girl. I I do count net carbs. I mean, I, even in my sweets and chocolates, you know, I don't count the sugar alcohols. And you know, and I know there's some debate about whether or not that can raise you know blood glucose levels or if that can. Um, and inst- instigate an insulin response but I also think it just depends on you know how insulin sensitive or resistance resistant are you like everybody's mm-hmm. different and um, luckily for me you know I was able to get into ketosis pretty easily it worked really well for me I don't have a problem fasting I know for a lot of people mm-hmm. especially women fasting um, kind of sends them into a tailspin they don't feel good they have issues I don't do a whole lot of fa- I do intermittent fasting all the time now I don't do a whole lot of Longer fasts uh, lately. I haven't been, but um, but again, that's it's so personal, right? I mean, it's just yeah. it's it really depends on the person. Okay, so in her regards to her second question, she asked about her macros. So she said, just to remind you guys, she said, as of right now. Uh, She is 20 total carbs, 107 fat, and 60-ish, those are all grams, of protein. And she asked, is that too much fat? She usually eats between 1,200 and 1,300 calories. So I don't know if anybody listening to this was like, um, had any opinions or whatever, but um, immediately there's some things that stuck out to me for Kelly when I read this. Number one, that is definitely not too much fat. I eat about double that amount of fat a week, I mean a day, sorry, a week, oh I hope so, <laughs> Um, I eat about double that much, much fat, now I am taller than her, she's 5'2", I am 5'9", I used to be 5'10", I think, C40, I shrunk an inch, so <laughs> last time I measured I was five I'm just
0: glad I'm finally like,
1: a good, Pensibly solid form, two know. inches taller. <laughs> I
0: know. You used to wear heels and be ahead of me. Now we're at least oh, even when you I know. Heels.
1: It's kind of sad, but I really think I've shrunk because I, I, I was like, 5'10 my whole life. I
0: kind of like looking like down now. It's
1: yeah. Like, compared... you like looking down at me. That's not nice. You know what that I mean. That doesn't sound nice.
0: good. <laughs> it's like instead of looking at a level. You know, All right. Seems... So
1: anyway, so I am 5'9". So obviously I'm taller than her. I do weigh more than her. Um, so that is... You know, so that definitely comes into play, but not enough that I would eat double the amount of fat as her. Um, and calories, uh, I eat at least 2,000 calories a day, probably closer to 2,500 a day, and really, I feel like it's very, very individual, but I do feel like her calories are probably too low. Um, I just You know, but again, like I told her, if you're not having cravings, if you feel good, digestion's working well, then I say just go with it. If you feel good and you're not having issues, you know, sleep's good. It's not, you know, because what I worry about with women, especially with calories that are too low, is hormonal fluctuations like hormonal imbalances, happening because we're then you're not especially because she says she's doing HIIT workouts and and a little cardio so HIIT workouts are cardio so she's doing additional cardio which probably means she's running or running on a treadmill or doing something like that so those things can be assaults to your hormones and lead to adrenal um, fatigue issues and um just outputs of those types of things um can mess with digestion. So, you know, I just, again, though, it's it's individual. <clears throat> but um, if she's not seeing any negative side effects, like her sleep's good, she's not doesn't have anything like that going on, then okay, fine, keep doing that until it doesn't work anymore, and then switch it up. So we have to remember that just because, you know, what I did last year worked for me, you know, I, I need to still keep in mind that I have to check my uh, you know, see if I have blood ketones present occasionally, even if I feel like everything's going good and I need to keep uh, mindful of how's my sleep doing. You know, if I start getting uh, d- differences in my sleep patterns, I'm not doing well or my, my um, you know, bowel movements aren't good or my, uh, you know, energy levels are dipping or whatever, I might need to change my plan up a little bit. So we have to remember that, you know, our bodies are not the static thing. Like they're constantly things can be changing and the way that they're processing things. So we need to keep changing that. So um, I also let her know if she's working out that intensely that she may may need more protein as well as more calories because again, very individual, um, 60 uh, grams of protein, I would say at her weight of 121 is pretty much uh, right on. But with the workouts that she's doing, um, I might be a little bit concerned that she maybe needs to bump that up just a little bit. Uh, again, uh, I do not know her age. So if she's younger, she's probably doing okay for now. But as we age, especially let's say like late 30s and on, um, like I just said, her I said adrenals uh, simply cannot handle those intense workouts that many times a week. So I would definitely recommend that she cuts her hit sessions back to two to three times per week. And then if she wants to do more than that, I think movement is great. Let's get moving every single day. So I suggest she walks, does yoga, strength training, things like that on the other days when she's not doing hit, And that keeps her stressing, or I'm sorry, keeps her moving without stressing her out. So um, that was it from Kelly. And then she did write back and said, uh, thank you so much for the response. All the advice is appreciated. Um, Have a wonderful Saturday. All right. So that was from Kelly. Thank you again, ladies, for writing those in. And then I have uh, one more I was going to share with you guys here. Okay. Um, And I this was on this was a message that came in from Facebook and I did tell her I was going to share this question on this podcast episode, but I did not put her name down on this. I actually transferred this um, over, but anyway. Okay. So she says, hi, Jessica, I am submitting a question and hopes you answer it via message or on one of your podcasts. Do you have any knowledge of keto lifestyle and its positive or negative effects on osteoporosis? Oh, and one more. You are so informational. I realize that we should track calories when trying to get into a state of ketosis. We shouldn't, sorry, shouldn't track calories when trying to get into a state of ketosis and ultimately become fat adapted. But what do we track to satisfy the goal of weight loss? Okay, so that was her question. Both very good questions. I love the osteoporosis question. Um, just in general, whether or not you are keto or you're just tuning in because you are fascinated by the idea of doing keto. Um, But I love that question. And I love that she's asking about um, how do we satisfy the goal of weight loss? Because let's face it, guys, you know, we can all day long, talk about how you know keto is just for the health benefits, and we don't care about the weight loss. But I would say nine times out of ten, people are interested in the weight loss, or at the very least, they don't want weight gain. So um, weight is kind of always on everybody's minds, and that's okay. Um, you know, I'm not here to coach people to lose weight or to find this as like a diet to drop a bunch of pounds. But it just kind of happens. Um, so in response to this question, uh, let me answer this one first. I would just say, she says, uh, realize we shouldn't track calories. Absolutely not, because it doesn't matter even if you do. It makes no difference. It much more depends on what you're eating and what those calories are coming from. It does not matter the calories you're eating, specifically the number. Um, I think we've definitely dispelled that calories in, calories out myth, not only on this podcast, but in the health and wellness sphere in general. I mean, you can go about anywhere on the internet and anybody that knows anything about anything uh, can come up with a dozen different References to show you why the calories in, calories out model has been completely debunked. Um, So that's good. We're definitely not going to focus on that. But to become um, fat adapted, yes, that is what we want to do. But what can we track to satisfy the goal of weight loss? Um, So if you're talking about tracking, like the only thing I really think anybody should track in the beginning, and I really only tell people to track this in the beginning because like we talk about, I want you to become intuitive eaters. But in the beginning, track your macros. So if you need something to track other than calories, track your macros. So keep your fats at about 75% of your diet. You want to keep your calories, I'm sorry, your calories, your protein um, at about uh, 20%, and your carbs at about five. So that is your traditional standard ketogenic diet. Model. Model, yes. Thank you. So that's basically your ketogenic model. And then it's you're gonna have slight variances from person to person within those confines. So that's what you want to track. And if you are tracking that and you are staying within those macros, nine times out of ten, the weight's gonna come off if you have weight to lose. So that's not that's not an issue. Now if you want to track the, um, if she's asking, what do you track to satisfy the goal of weight loss? Um, I believe that's what she's talking about would be like instead of calories to so track macros. The other way to look at this is, uh, are we, how are we tracking when we lose weight or that we're getting to a weight loss goal um, definitely don't weigh yourself it's it's not going to give you an accurate depiction of of any kind of weight loss that you have specifically because you're going to lose a lot of water weight on ketogenic diet and that is just that's not going to give you an accurate in the beginning you're going to be like oh my gosh this lost 20 pounds in two weeks and this is amazing and then now why have I hit this plateau and I'm not losing anything because in the beginning you lost a ton of water weight um, more than likely. So I would track inches, you know, measure your waist, measure your thighs, measure your, your hip circumference, you know, measure those things if you want, take pictures and then look at how much better you look and feel once you become fat adapted and you get down the road a little bit. Okay guys, so I'm going to jump in here and go ahead and end this podcast. So I know that I kind of teased you a little bit with the osteoporosis question, and my intention was to go ahead and answer it on this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. However, in an attempt to um, try to cut down the time of my podcast a little bit, Um, I have decided to go ahead and cut this episode here. We have already recorded the rest of it, but we are going to release this as part two next week and we will focus on the osteoporosis part of her question. There's just so much to talk about um, when it comes to uh, osteoporosis and the ketogenic diet and how uh, calcium actually works in our body and how it works to help us uh, build strong bones and teeth, etc. So I just didn't want to rush through that and I just didn't want you guys to have an hour and a half long podcast again. I'm trying to get better about cutting these down and keeping these a little bit shorter so you all can listen to them and feel like it's not dragging on and on. So I apologize for that, um, if that uh, frustrates you, but um, I guess it's a little bit of a a cliffhanger. (laughs) So if you're interested in the osteoporosis um, subject, then you'll definitely want to tune in next week, next Tuesday, and we will just beat that to death. (laughs) So... Um, Okay, so that's all I have for this week guys. It is um, Tuesday, February 13th and tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So I don't know if you all um, celebrate Valentine's Day, if you have loved ones that you celebrate with or maybe your kiddos or your parents or your friend or whatever. Um, I think it's a sweet little holiday just to, you know, remember those that we love and just uh, sprinkle a little extra love on them. I really love to do things for my kids, and um, it even gives me a really good excuse to give my older boys something that they would otherwise probably be like, "Mom, why are you like? This is weird." <laughs> yeah, so, um, so it's kind of fun. But being ketogenic uh, and wanting my kids to be ketogenic and to be low carb, um, specifically for the for the my boys. Um, I don't want to run out and buy them Valentine candy. So, and um, I know that's kind of a bummer because they have these cute Valentine candies everywhere, and it's fun. But you know, in an effort to really focus and be uh, be health conscious and conscious about uh, you know my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle and what I'm giving them and promoting to them, I thought, okay, this is the first year that I'm doing this. I mean, I've done paleo treats and stuff before, but still, you know, been like, oh, whatever, we'll just eat conversation hearts. Well, this year, no more, not doing it. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple of ideas if you all are interested in doing something a little bit different for your family or for your loved ones for Valentine's Day. So there are a couple of really awesome recipes that I encourage you guys to check out that would be super good, um, super fun to make for Valentine's Day. So if you check out, um, go to Maria Emmerich's um let's see i j- just totally left my brain as i started telling you that so now i have to look it up okay it's mariamindbodyhealth.com so again maria mindbodyhealth.com so this is Maria Emmerich's website and I just love her she's amazing and she has so many really great resources for those of us in this ketogenic lifestyle Um, you may have seen the um, little Debbie snack cakes that I made that I posted on Instagram Derek and I were talking about those earlier in the podcast so um, those would be really cute idea to make if you have um if you have muffin tins that are shaped like hearts or you want to be really creative and go get muffin tins that are shaped like hearts they, um, I, I have those and I have in the past made my kids little cupcakes for Valentine's day that we, you know, then have like a Valentine's day dinner here usually. And we do it as a family and whatever. So that's, um, one little thing you can do. So you could change those little Debbie cupcakes to be, um, or I'm sorry, they're called keto Debbie cupcakes. You could change those, uh, to be heart shaped, which would be really cute. But another thing that I I did this year is I made some gummies. So so maria on this mariamindbodyhealth.com website has these awesome keto gummies so if you type in mariamindbodyhealth.com forward slash keto gummies it will take you to the recipe the other way that you can do it is just go to that website and there's a little search tool and just type in keto gummies and it'll pop up on her website and it gives you this great recipe for these little gummies now, she uses this Everly drink mix, which is great. It's this uh, sugar-free, all-natural drink mix, so you can use that. But if you don't have it already, it's going to be hard for you to get that in time. So you may want to look at some other alternatives for some drink mixes that you could use to flavor these that um, that don't have, you just don't wanna get anything that has the chemical Uh, sweeteners in it so look for something with erythritol or stevia something like that Uh, but this is a great little recipe I made these last night super cute I did them in my little uh, heart shaped um, I have these little uh, what are they called like I do not know why I cannot think of what those are called Um, But they're these just these little trays. They're really they're like ice cube trays is what they are But they're they look like conversation hearts And so they made an amazing thing to put the gummies in and then today I am also going to make the fat bomb the chocolate peanut butter fat bombs that I have and I've had that recipe before on my Facebook page and um, I've talked about it before in my in my instagram and on this podcast but the uh, peanut butter uh, cup fat bombs those i'm going to make in that same molds uh, the same little conversation heart molds i'm just going to make mini ones in there so i'm going to get those done today and then i wanted to share with you guys that i found this really great recipe that uh, that I'm gonna try, I've never made it before, so I can't really vouch for if it's gonna turn out great or not, but it sure sounds amazing and the ingredients sound great. So I thought, you know what, this could be really fun. So I miss the chocolates sometimes around Valentine's Day and my very favorite chocolates on the planet are orange cream or raspberry cream. So I just love a chocolate with that orange or raspberry creamy filling inside. And I ran across this recipe for sugar-free, no-bake raspberry cheesecake truffles. Now, I'm not a cheesecake fan, but my very favorite fat bomb is the chocolate chip cookie dough fat bombs. And those are made with cream cheese and some a little bit of peanut butter and a little bit of swerve and some uh, chocolate chips and some vanilla. So this recipe is made very much a very similar way. Uh, you just flavor it as raspberry, use some, some real uh, raspberry ec- extract, but you use the cream cheese and some uh vanilla and some swerve sweetener and some heavy cream and whatnot to make the filling that goes inside the chocolates. So it sounds really amazing and I'm like, you know what? This is probably gonna give me that same impression and that same mouthfeel, that same Um, You know, rich and creaminess that I look for in those chocolates and no longer really get to have or indulge in. So I thought, boy, this actually sounds really yummy. So I'm also gonna make a tray of these and I'm going to try to do a little bit of a different version than what the recipe calls for and I'm gonna try to make them in these molds. Now the recipe, you can get this recipe at sugarfreemom.com forward slash recipes forward slash sugar dash free dash no dash bake dash raspberry dash cheesecake dash truffles. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> or you could do what I did and just go to sugarfreemom.com and then you can, um, she also has a search tool and you can just search for raspberry truffles I think is what I put in and they popped right up so uh, the recipe looks really good really easy I think you guys hopefully will enjoy these little Valentine treats and you can make a fun little you know thing of treats for your loved ones so I intend to make these and put them in a little container and give each of my kiddos some keto treats for Valentine's Day so they are not gonna feel one little bit like they're missing out on anything as a matter of fact I would say that they got the better end of the deal. (laughs) So, all right guys, well I have pushed this episode to an hour as usual. So I guess I will go ahead and get off of here so um, you all can get on with your day and your week and I hope it's a great one. Enjoy Valentine's Day tomorrow guys. And I am sending you my love right now. Happy Valentine's Day to all my listeners. I love you all so much. Thank you for the continued messages and questions keep them coming. Um, I will be reading a review on next week's episode that, uh, you know, it will air it since we cut this one in two, but I will have that on next week's episode. And again, just as I always remind you, if you would like to reach out to me, you can send me an email, jessica at jessicatye.com. Or you can look me up on social media. I am on Facebook. That's Facebook, forward slash, Facebook.com forward slash Jessica Tie Nutrition. I post uh, things here and there on that. And then Instagram, I post on there probably every day or every other day I'll post something. And that is uh, I'm at that keto blonde on Instagram. So you can find me there and kind of keep up with things going on. And that's pretty much all I got for you. All right, guys, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: This episode of Keto Lifestyle was brought to you by Mobile Mutations. Mobile Mutations is an app development, software development company based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, that is able to evolve your ideas to the next level. Whether you're a small business or a large corporation looking to get app ideas, or put together a new portfolio for your online presence, please visit the website at mobilemutations.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.